Hello. Uh, Dan, uh, John from Music Frenzy, sir. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing super. I have a interview with you today, sir, to talk about the Rock Carnival, and uh, I want to touch on some of the recent tours that Clutch has done, and uh, briefly touch on Psychic Warfare, if you're up for that. Absolutely. I want to start off by saying that it's, it's taken me five years, Dan, but with today's interview, I have now interviewed either in person or on phone uh, all four members of Clutch, so I'm very proud of that, dude. <laughs> cool. Most of it's been taking place during the winter concerts when you guys play, uh, you know, uh, a week or two weeks of dates in the wintertime. Um, I usually catch up in Philadelphia and... Um, yeah, that's that's always a good time. Awesome. Is there any dates going to be released anytime soon for this year's winter tour? Uh, yeah, soon. I'm not sure exactly what, uh, you know, when everything gets finalized. I don't know exactly when that will be, but it will be soon. Okay, cool. I obviously want to congratulate you on the success of not not only Earth Rocker but Psychic Warfare. Um, Psychic Warfare is just a, another just tremendous album, and in watching the. Uh, the video to x-ray vision i i have to ask how long it took you to learn how to bend spoons like that man <laughs> i've been working on that for years <laughs> uh, uh, it just it just seems like that was a fun video to shoot it was it was uh yeah that was the director video was dan winters and uh he's a photographer that we've actually been working with uh and had a good relationship with ever since uh, the Transnational Speedway album, which oh. came out in 93. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I mean, he's got a very good uh, sense of humor, and I think that in a lot of ways uh, it's very similar to ours, and uh, he's just a, an easy person to kind of bounce ideas off. And, uh, you know, his ideas are always phenomenal, so it was a lot of fun working with him. Um, I love listening to Psychic Warfare from beginning to end because it starts off, well, after the affidavit, it starts off with X-ray visions, which is, which is kind of, you know, it's a more fast tempo kind of, you know, really solid rocker. But a lot of the album is more, like, bluesy, um, which, you know, I love when Clutch turns that route and goes that way. I mean, a, a song like Our Lady of Electric Light, um, which I mentioned when I spoke to Neil, just a fantastic... It, it reminded me a lot of the animals, um, House of the Rising Sun, when I first heard that song. That's a cool uh, comparison. I haven't heard that before. And, uh, and yeah, now that you say that, I can see that. I mean, it's definitely got that same sort of, uh, you know, triplet feel to it. Uh, similar swing. Um, that's awesome. That was a lot of fun to record that song. Uh, I like it myself. I think it's a standout track on the album. It's just a very kind of uh, a little bit of a you know, new territory for us. Sure. And uh, yeah, I think it turned out really good. I'm glad that uh, people are responding to it. Oh, I love it. Um, is there any further singles that's going to be released off of the album, do you know? Uh, well, we just, uh, we're talking about uh, uh, Quick Death in Texas. I think uh, if uh, anything uh, comes about of, uh, you know, a new single, 
probably going to be for a quick death in Texas. Interesting. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's another song I think is kind of a standout track on the album. It uh, touches on the uh, the go-go uh, influence that uh, our drummer John Paul likes to uh, infuse in some of our songs. And uh, I think that's just a fun song in general. I, I really like the lyrics that Neil came up with for that one. What's your thoughts on Sucker for the Witch? Because I, I kind of see that one as being made for a single. Uh, it's definitely kind of one of the more straightforward uh, songs on the album, uh, in my opinion. I like it uh, because it does kind of uh, have an element of, you know, funk that uh, might have been lacking somewhat on Earth Rocker. You know, when we were writing the songs for Earth Rocker, there was so much focus on this, on it, it being kind of a very straightforward, hard-rocking, you know, kind of in-your-face type of an album. And I think in the end, uh, it might have uh, not uh, had as much of that, you know, funk element that, uh, you know, I kind of take pride in uh, with Clutch. So I think Sucker for the Witch definitely kind of covers that territory. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to play live. I saw you guys, I mean, I've seen you a million times, but the last time I saw you was in Reading with Lamb of God and Corrosion. And I was pleased, by the way, that there were so many songs off of Psychic Warfare played. I mean, there, I think there was, I don't know, five or six songs off the album that were played, and I think it went over really well. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the, the big things about, uh, you know, releasing a new album is, for us, just as a band, you know, it kind of helps uh, breathe new life into our uh, live shows. Uh, we have a tendency, for better or worse, to kind of get bored <laughs> with uh, our songs uh, a lot quicker than uh, our fans probably would uh, like us to. And, um, you know, I, I think it's, uh, you know, you could look at it uh, two different ways. You know, I think a lot of fans appreciate the fact that we really kind of relish playing new material uh, as much as we can. But on the other side of the coin, it kind of takes away from, you know, opportunities to play some of our older material, which is, uh, you know, I think a lot of reasons why our fans come out to our shows. So, you know, it, we, it's hard to strike that balance of playing, you know, enough new and old material for everybody. But me personally, just me speaking as, uh, you know, a musician, it's always fun to play new fresh material. And, you know, I'm glad that there's definitely an appreciation from our fans uh, that we do that. Yeah, and, you know, frankly, I never understood how a band takes a year or sometimes two or three to record an album, write it, record it, get the ideas together, press it, get it out, promote it, and then play one song off the album for the tour. Like, I, I just don't get that. Like, you know, I'd be so proud of everything, you know? <laughs> that baffles me as well. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, sometimes... Uh, 
if a band has uh, you know somewhat elaborate uh, stage production, it kind of puts restrictions on uh, you know how you can uh, arrange your set list. Luckily for us, our stage production is pretty minimal. Uh, you know, we really don't have an elaborate, uh, uh, you know, stage set up. And, uh, you know, it gives us a lot of freedom to kind of switch up the set list uh, on a daily basis. Sure. And not, you know, have to worry about following uh, some type of regimen. Uh, yeah. Um, yep. But, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, it works well for some bands. It's just, for us, I think we just kind of. You know, like to uh, leave things up in the air until the uh, <laughs> till the last minute and uh, play whatever uh, feels uh, right for us to play at that particular moment. Um, whatever you do, just don't change the the house song that's played before you guys go on stage because that song um, is such a fun song um, Money 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 I forget the name of the song but that's such a cool tune man it, it, it really gets everybody you know jumping and popping and then you guys hit the stage and do what you do and it's yeah. fantastic <laughs> it does doesn't it I yeah. mean, it's, it's definitely been our opening song uh, longer than any other opening song that, that I can think of we've ever picked <laughs> Uh, that's uh, Chuck Brown. He's a DC uh, legend uh, who unfortunately passed away uh, recently, but he is a huge influence on the music scene in the DC area. Uh, and I think it, it does set a very, uh, you know, positive party vibe, like you said. Yeah. To, uh, to our shows. It does. Um, speaking of uh, um, untimely passings, the last time you guys played Philly was the day Lemmy from Motorhead passed away, and I was in attendance at that show, and I was waiting to see, you know, if the news got to the bands, um, how the bands would react, if there'd be any mention. Obviously, there would be if the bands, uh, you know, uh, had found out about it. Um, what do you remember from that day and finding out about uh, Lemmy passing away? I, I remember exactly where uh, where I, we were at the moment. Yeah, you're 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 right. We were in Philly. We're playing at the Electric uh, Factory, and uh, you know, it's just a very sad day, uh, and it, it still uh, just doesn't seem. Uh, you know, this just doesn't seem possible or right to me. Uh, but he was, him as an individual and, uh, you know, as the leader of Motorhead, was uh, just somebody that I think, uh, you know, a lot of people may possibly have taken for granted and uh, obviously somebody who we looked up to immensely and we had the pleasure of touring with uh, several times and uh, very uh, somebody who uh, was a great inspiration and uh, 
role model. And I think that, uh, uh, he, you know, obviously his music is going to live on uh, forever. And it's just hard to believe that, you know, we're not going to have an opportunity to see that band play again. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, get into the Rock Carnival, which you guys are playing uh, coming up here, and uh, I think you're playing September 30th. Um, in May, you guys, I saw you guys uh, up in New York at the Rock and Derby, and the people who are putting on the Rock Carnival um, also put on the Rock and Derby, and also put on the Rock Carnival that you guys played last year. Um, what would you take on the Rock and Derby up in uh, New York? I think that was a great show. Um, yeah, we, we played this uh, uh, rock carnival festival before in the past, and uh, it's a cool vibe. You know, I think it's unlike uh, a lot of festivals and that it has, you know, a lot of other attractions other than just, you know, music stages. It has all of the... Uh, the food trucks with different, uh, you know, local uh, food displays. It has a lot of, uh, you know, amusement rides, you know, similar to, uh, you know, your fairground type of uh, activities. It's just a very general, uh, you know, good time. It's just not... Not just the music, but every, you know all the other uh, things combined just really make it a kind of unique experience. They're also having pig racing, so you gotta you gotta get involved with that at all, Dan, or what? <laughs> is, there, uh, is betting allowed? <laughs> I'll tell you, man. I we we sat and watched one of the demolition derbies, um, you know, at the Rock and Derby, and I'll tell you what, my first time seeing one live, and it was phenomenal, man. I mean, if you if you've never gone, it was so much fun to see the destruction. <laughs> it is, it's it's uh, an odd uh, form of entertainment, but it, it <laughs> certainly is. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so the Rock Carnival, we're looking to see it in Lakewood, New Jersey, on September 30th, and you know, Twisted Sister's going to be there. Alice Cooper. Um, I think you guys are hitting the road with King and Zach Sabbath. So I mean, it's going to be a great time. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we did a tour in the past with. Black Label Society, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Looking forward to uh, seeing Zach do his uh, his Sabbath stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. And King is a great band. We, we've I love been King. Tour with them before too. Yep, I love Looking them so much. Their new stuff. Yeah, they're, they're a great, great bunch of guys. Um, Dan, I appreciate your time today uh, discussing the uh, the show, and I'll see you uh, September thirtieth. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much, man. Uh, thank you for your time and enjoy the weekend. You too. Thank you, Dan. Take care. Bye-bye.